I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is the podcast of a woman named Rad and a man named Paul. Welcome to Game for Anything. Hey, I'm Paul. And I'm Rad. And welcome to Game for Anything's of the Year series. An end of the year moment where we, hang on, it's not the end of the year, it's the start of the year. <laughs> we, well, you, uh, a holiday period of the year. <laughs> yes. It's, look, we're still recovering from the year. It's still the end of the year. It's roughly in that proximity, but we are celebrating our favourite things from 2023, mostly relevant to our focus on gaming, tech, and pop culture. If anything, it's better that we do this now that it's the start of the new year, because is what if something came out on December 31st that could have been included in our of the year series and we missed it, you know? <laughs> I look, I know for a fact whenever there's an award ceremony, there are contenders running in just as the polls close, trying to make sure they get it in before the, the use by <laughs> date. Now that didn't happen with us this year, but that's we consider it if nothing else. And what we're considering in this episode is board games. We're going to be telling you our board game of the year, not necessarily released this year. Because I feel like board games are on a little bit of a longer timeline than, say, video games. But we're, we're looking forward to it. And we hope that you had a very dice Christmas, you know? <laughs> and that you're excited to roll the dice on 2024. It deals you a good hand. <laughs> I hope you're not bored of these puns already. <laughs> um <laughs> Look, board games are interesting in that they're decidedly analog. And yes, I, I would have no problem, right, if you rocked up and said my board game of the year is chess because I discovered <laughs> it this year. But my game actually came out this year. So uh, I'm not sure if you're a fan of Star Trek, but I'm a huge, huge Star Trek fan. I think I've never actually even seen an episode. It's one of those impenetrable franchises that I don't blame you for not getting into. There's just almost too much. You know, like, where do you begin? At the start, I assume. <laughs> That's the... That's the problem. There are so many starts and they all intersect and it's an absolute nightmare to get into. But the thing about this board game is it takes one of the core elements of every Star Trek show, every iteration, and just boils it down to its basic premise. So it's about sweaters? What do you mean? That's the core of Star Trek, is it not? That's in every single episode. They're funny little shirts. Actually, I do kind of like Star Trek. I've seen the movies with um, Old Mate Scrunch Face in them. <laughs> Hang on. You, you've got to narrow it down. Who is Old Mate Scrunch Face? The young fellow. It's the like new Star Trek movies. Chris? Oh, do you mean Chris Pine? Yeah, maybe. I have never heard of him referred to as Old Mate Scrunch Face, but I... I... Well, he's, he's got a scrunch to him, don't you think? Not in a bad way. Well, yeah, he's kind of got like a closed fist face. Like he's got a real... Yeah, no, okay. All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll pay that. But I was confused because I don't think they wear sweaters. They run around a lot. The, the fabric wouldn't breathe. I think it's some sort of like a polymer sort of blend to let the air through. How is that not a sweater? A sweater? Surely a sweater. By sweater, do you not mean like a knit? <laughs> like a jumper? Um, well... I don't think it. I don't think sweater is necessarily fabric based. No, I think it's just like a style and a cut. Really? It doesn't matter. Long sleeve, long sleeve. So it's a game about long sleeves. 
to say we are in the weeds is is putting it f***ing mildly. So, look, cuts of garments notwithstanding, <laughs> basic element of Star Trek is putting on a sweater, if you will, getting together with a group of crewmates and doing what's called an away mission. So... In every single Star Trek mission, you're in the ship and you have to beam down and deal with whatever problem that Starfleet's dealing with. Let's say it's a political problem, it's, there's a war, hostage negotiation, exploration, whatever. At some point, Rad, you've got to get out of the ship and get boots on ground, okay? And that's called an away mission. So, this board game takes that premise of you and a couple of other characters from Star Trek beaming onto the ruins of a ship and exploring over three turns and trying to basically deal with the fact that somebody else has also beamed on board the ship and they don't like you very much. So you have different missions depending on which crew you play as. So if you're the Klingons, you want to kill as many people as possible. If you're the Romulans, you want to lie, cheat, steal and kill. And if you're the Federation, you want to be as diplomatic as possible. So what happens is you get that lovely mouthfeel of an actual sweater ensconced away mission from Star Trek and I played quite a few rounds of this game and it is just fantastic. I love it. Is this something that you would play with friends? Like kind of how many players does it involve? Uh, this is part of the reason I wanted to talk to you about this. Nobody was lame enough to want to play it with me and uh, the mm. holiday break was on and so what I did is I played a two to four player game against myself but please let me explain why this uh -huh. works in this, <laughs> this particular situation. Okay, so were so you in the park wearing a sweater surrounded by other old men playing chess against themselves? Can you imagine if I just rocked up to a chess game in the park and just <laughs> said Captain Picard moves in with his phaser checkmate at which point an old Greek man hits me with a baklava look <laughs> i i had to play by myself i did it at home out of the side of prying eyes but in star trek there is a plot line where a race called the borg who are like this techno futurist bunch of zombies basically they make you part of the collective they take you and they convert you to their own sort of way of thinking they make you into a zombie and one of the most famous star trek plot lines is where jean-luc picard played by Patrick Stewart, is converted into a thing called Locutus of Borg, and then his friends have to fight against him. So I pitted the friends who fought against Picard against Picard, and it, it forced me to basically think like a truly, truly bad guy. And it was really interesting having to try and outmaneuver myself in, in the way that they did have to do that in the actual episode. If that makes sense. It doesn't, but Paul, I'm so glad that you had fun playing this game against yourself. <laughs> I feel like that that's a holiday vibe, isn't it? Yeah, it was just me in a Hawaiian shirt and board shorts, Star Trek music playing very loudly, eating my 19th piece of gingerbread <laughs> as I like literally ran around the table rubbing my hands together with glee. It was primo holiday fun and I highly recommend it. I feel like most board games sort of exist to try and encourage interactions with other people um so it's particularly interesting that you're suggesting something that you were like yeah just played it by myself but i think it's very sweet i like it uh the the board game of the year that i'm going to throw out there is one that i don't think that you can play by yourself uh so paul maybe this one isn't for you <laughs> <laughs> just, I'd like to point out, I did play it with friends earlier in the year. It's just that this time around, I had to dive in by myself and I enjoyed it. 
But your one is more of a, is it a party game? Like, well, what is it? The game I'm talking about is called Curious Humans. It is a small indie developer. Uh, do you still call them developers if they're board games? Um, I, I, they're kind of like cobblers, aren't they? They build things with their hands. It's kind of different. Uh, I'm pretty sure cobblers is exclusive to shoes. <laughs> I'm not sure you're actually legally allowed to use that term for anything else. But yes, it's a small uh, Australian independently made game. That's Mm. something that I absolutely love. I believe it came out pretty recently, but it's a super simple premise. It's essentially a getting to know you game. Again, the kind of thing that really requires another person. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really, really thoughtfully made. So essentially you get uh, these prompt cards that have a sort of true or false question on them, like... I would rather eat a block of cheese than be stabbed in the eye. That was a really bad example. I should have just gotten one of the cards to read off of, but I didn't do that. I tried to come up with my own on the spot. Okay. (laughs) And I feel like in some ways that's an example of why this game is good, which I'll get to in a second. Great. Play with a couple of people. You put the card down and essentially everyone else has to guess whether your answer would be true or false. Okay. So... It's this fun game where you almost get to, like, place judgment on your friends. And you get to try and figure out what they're like. And that's almost even more fun. I mean, it's fun either way. Like, if you know someone really, really well and you can, like, confidently say, I think this would be your answer. And then you find out, like, you do know them really well. That's fun. Or you get surprised by someone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah, it's just really great. But the point is, it's the sort of game that you can maybe feel like you can make yourself. Like, I can come up with my own questions, much like Pictionary. I'm like, I don't need to purchase the box of Pictionary. I can come up with my own prompts. But this feels worth it because they're really thoughtfully laid out questions. They're interesting. And there's a really big variety of types of questions that they've color coded so that you can only play with the ones that you want uh, or feel comfortable with because... They have red ones, which are sexy, and they are explicit. (laughs) More explicit than I thought they would be. (laughs) Okay. They're they're a bit intense. When you played, did you play with a large group, and did you play with primarily people you knew already, or was this a really good way of breaking the ice? Well, they actually, like, as a subheading, call it the ultimate icebreaker game. And I think that's really true, except, I don't know, maybe I'm... A little private, but I don't, don't use the. I personally, don't think that well, for an icebreaker. I just think that maybe it's a little bit. It's a little bit intimate. It's a little bit intense. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, well, you've just met someone and a car gets played that says, "Which hole do you want filled?" It's like, oh. where do you f-ing go? Where do you go? Well, no, no, Paul. They're true or false questions. So it would be something like, "Would you really want someone to <laughs> over the soft?" Or not, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. This is the roughest shit you've ever said on this show. (laughs) Oh my god. I just played it with one other person and 
kind of made up our own rules because you can. The rules don't really matter so much as just the prompts and the conversation that it creates. And I think that's really fun. Um, it's really nice and it was a really great way to get to know someone better. And they also have expansion packs. So apparently they've got they've got like a deviant one and they've got a kinky one. What? And look... I met the guy that made it. He seemed yeah. really, really nice, but I think it was also maybe obvious that he is a very, very sexually comfortable man. Yeah, okay. When the- Which I love that for him. Why are these cards wet? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the Kinky Humans expansion pack yeah. has like custom true or false cards uh-huh. which you play when you're kind of giving your answer of, of what you think the other person would answer he was like and they've got these beautiful artworks on them and one was like like i think a woman strung up as an ex <laughs> to, for like no and then i think there was like whips involved with the yes card or something you know it was oh like God. it had a I, or maybe a ball gag i can't remember it was on theme it was on theme and he was very excited about the beautiful artwork I think that's super great. He knows who he is. This is really going to <laughs> yep. appeal to some audiences. Maybe great date fodder if you're yeah. feeling feeling up to it. You can technically use Star Trek Away missions uh, as a sexy game, but you just have to put the pieces inside your body to make that happen. It's not built for that. It's, it seems like you beam oh, out quickly. disgusting. How I know, I know. I know it's disgusting. That was a disgusting thing for you to say to me. Maybe if I'm going to have a game that I can play with Stavros at the chess park, I'll bring Curious Humans and not Away Missions. Maybe he and I can connect on a more intimate level tomorrow at nine. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, what's your runner-up game? I'm moving you off this topic. (laughs) My runner-up game is actually a game that uh, you can play by yourself. It's made for one to four people, but it actually... It's please. This is not a, this game. I did play with. I did play with three other people. Sure and it's did. called Return to Dark Tower, and it's a game set over sixty years. Each turn is ten years. There is a big tower in the middle of the board. It's an actual peripheral. It's like a huge mechanical Bluetooth connected tower oh. that actually does things depending on what happens in the game. So. During different eras of the game, it opens, unlocks, things fall out, lights come on, sounds play, Ooh. and it's got full uh, iPad app connectivity, so all the combat takes place in the app. This, to me, sounds like everything that I wanted Mousetrap to be when I was a kid. Oh my god, tell me about it. We literally got Mousetrap out the other night because we've been playing it for real cheese over the holiday period. Uh, yeah. Highly recommended. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's not, a jo- not a joke. You spent your holidays friendless and pretending to be a mouse. No, pretending. This is a lifestyle choice. <laughs> Mousetrap does, you, it's a really great parallel that you've drawn. Mousetrap is a game where you, as the game goes on, build a mousetrap. It's a classic kind of Milton Bradley style game. In this one, the tower is plonked there at the start of the game and you play as one of four kind of heroes who are traveling around this land trying to deal with threats. And the more threats you deal with, the more likely you are to, by the end of the game, draw the big bad out of the tower for a showdown. So every time you play, it's a different bad guy, different threats. You and the other leaders of the kind of um, quarters of the map deal with different things, interact. There's dungeons and there's all kinds of cool shit, but it's the tower that makes it worth it. I mean, this thing is so 
so cool. It's like Castle Greyskull on acid. It wakes <laughs> up and growls at you, and you can set it to a classic 8-bit mode, so everything's in chiptunes versions of the of the music that it plays normally. Ooh. It's really overstimulating and Again, an absolutely brilliant time. I love a good board game with peripherals. I think that it just adds so much novelty. Like, where else do you get to have that kind of tactile experience? Yeah. Uh, but funnily enough, I don't play that many with peripherals because I do find that they tend to be quite expensive. Mm. But it's exciting to see that uh, kind of evolution of games where they're putting more and more tech into it and making it more extravagant. That's really exciting. This is the most tech integrated board game I've ever played. And what was nice is if you played the classic one, because it's kind of a remake slash reboot of a classic dungeon crawler. If you play the classic one, you can still do the combat and do all the roles yourself. It gives you all the stuff you need for that. But there is something so wonderful about the fusion between a really sleek, I mean, a really well-made app and effectively toys that you're playing with on a table with friends. I mean, it's really great. And I, uh, it's they've released a whole bunch of really great expansions too. Did the tech all work smoothly? Yes, completely smoothly. Okay, wonderful. Because I feel like that is the area that is the most frustrating when using something like this. Like if the tech isn't on point, if it's maybe a little bit cheap, because I feel like... In this kind of area, there can sometimes be a perception of it's novelty. It doesn't need to be like high end, but then it cannot work properly. Yeah. Oh, that would have me. That would have me saying cheese and whiskers. It really grinds my gears. <laughs> you can also say that during Mousetrap when the cheese is a, is a key a key <laughs> element of the game. Um, but I have been slightly cheeky with this pick because I've not played much of it. I've only sort of done a little bit of a demo. But the reason I want to talk about it is, well, a couple reasons. Number one the demo I did enjoy. Number two, it's another indie Aussie game. And I just love to shine a spotlight on uh, that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, it was made in Melbourne. And also it's really been taking off. It came out last year, I believe. And it it's just been doing the rounds. Um, people are really, really enjoying it. It's called That Sound Game. And again, essentially they're cards with prompts on them, but you've got to try and get people to guess the thing that is written on the card by just using sounds and gestures. God, that's cool. That's a, that's a cool premise. It's a whole bunch of fun and I like making sounds. <laughs> I enjoy it. It's it's silly. It's fun. There's something really fun about a game that encourages you to step out of your comfort zone, do something a little bit silly that also like kind of loosens up your body because you've got to... It's like for some people would be very uncomfortable. And I think it also builds confidence because of that. That sound game sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else sounds good? Finishing up this board game of the year episode. Thank you so much for listening to another one of our of the year episodes of Game for Anything. I'm Paul, that's right. And we will see you for our wrap up of the album of the year. Take it easy and we'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.